0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Theo Life Without, you know, a holiday for those that are, that are incarcerated. A holiday is just another day. You know, and this is this is my third year being out. So, you know, the holiday season, especially being on a quarantine um You know, it gives a different perspective on life, life balance for you. So just imagine yourself being incarcerated. And you have a four month lockdown for four straight months, whoever you are in the cell with, that's who you have to look at for four straight months, 120 days of just that person. That's what a that's a real lockdown to where the only time you're leaving that cell is uh, medical. You might be able to go to the law library and the shower. Other than that, you're not leaving that cell. You're literally in a box twenty-four hours a day that's, you know, eight by eight. Let's say eight by eight feet. Or it might be eight by twelve. I don't know what it is. A box is a box to me. You know, a cage is a cage. So coming home and then you know it's like I'm already two two and a half years in and then it's like oh we're doing a quarantine everybody stay at home orders and I'm just like this is really nothing <laughs> you know this is you know you okay now we gotta we have to look at each other a little longer but you know for the most part it's it's not as bad as what it once was three years being out this is my fourth thanksgiving that just passed uh this one was more it had more importance to it than the other ones since i've been out and the reason why is you know the quarantine also so it was just us the medias inside in the house under the same roof having you know a very nice dinner and that was you know prepared by my wife and I did uh I I was able to say grace and to be honest I'm usually a talkative person I can say just the right words for a toast you know I'm talking about Uh, uh saying grace or whatever being thankful for everybody that's there but I tell you this one was a little bit different because we've put in almost you know damn near a whole year with each other of seeing each other a whole lot more than what we normally would and you know I'm real thankful for the respect that the kids you know give me and the love that they give me even when they roll their eyes and I'm like boy you better you better nip that in the bud you know what I'm about but all that you know comes to fruition when, when it's time to sit down and break bread and there's no saying grace in prison you know you said you see everybody individually doing their own thing you know they'll pray or whatever those that do that but you know for the most part there's no sitting around a a huge table and you know can you pass this please and all that you still have the politics even though the holidays is there and it's just uh it's not how it should be craziest part about being out you know and I'm the type of person, i tell you now, you're basically going to have to hear through another person that I was locked up, that I did, that I was sentenced to life without plus 15 years, that I had been to prison. I mean, everything that I did while in the can, I was doing to make it look like I was never locked up. So if I met you on the street and you didn't know, you weren't going to know. I wasn't going to tell you that I had been to prison for you know 18 years or whatever and the sentence that I got and the charges I had I never once tried to glorify that I think once I came to a place um, a sense of okay people know now I might as well talk about it now was when I did an interview with this uh, with the writer a journalist for the SAC News and Review my man Rashid and I thought it was just going to be, you know, like a little simple article or whatever, page some something, maybe front and back, and then it's tucked away. But I ended up being on the cover of the SAC News and Review. Like, my big face, like, here you are, you walk by a thousand of these red boxes in the city of Sacramento, and my face is in that door. I didn't know that until that morning of it being you know distributed throughout the city I got a text from one of my folks it's funny one of my folks that was going to court he takes a picture and sends me you know just a picture and he was like bruh front page he said these are all over the city and I was like you know even people that I was extremely cool with they did not know I had been to the junk. so my valet folks sends a picture of the SAC News review and was like, bruh, the front page, so then, you know, by the time, you know, cats out the bag, I'm hearing about all the, you know, the little stories and the talks, you know, in the halls of, of the hotel and people that I was real cool with, that I hung out with, you know, at work, of course, but You know, that was my little, that was, you know, that was our group. They were like the whole time I hung out with him as much as I did. And I never even knew that. And And to me, that was the most, that told me all the hard work I put in while being locked up paid off. Like all the way up until that point, nobody knew I had been to the junk. I had been locked up. I didn't conduct myself like that. And it was best foot forward. Don't look back. But, you know, coming home, a lot of people automatically assume that I had the answers for basically everything. It was, you know, and these are the people that knew that I had been to the Jones. Like I became I became a counselor when I got home. Uh, And for some odd reason, there were people asking me for money when they knew I just got out of prison. I'm like, how in the world are you asking me for bread when I just got out you know I'm not sure if people have seen that movie another 48 hours with with Eddie Murphy back in the days but but Eddie said at the bar you know when the uh you know pretty little chocolate baby rocked up to him and was like buy a girl a drink he was like his response was hell no baby I just got out you can buy me a drink (laughs) you know and I was like that was the state of mind I'm like I just got out. You supposed to be offering me something. You ain't, I can't turn around and and, and give you something, but you want some soups. You want you want a a soap or something, a a body wash, you know, some shampoo, a book of stamps. That's about all I can do for you at this moment. But, you know, I came home and maybe it was because I was, you know, put together. I wasn't as rough around the edges as people suspected. They just thought that, I don't know, I had some money or, or whatever. And, you know, at that point in doing time, this was like 2012, I was I was alone. You know, I was single. The only the only people that was writing me was was my mother and my Aunt Betty. So I was like, okay, I'm going to turn around, get back. This case is going to get dropped. I'm going to give me a passport, and I'm immediately going to get global. You know, I had been watching all these places for Joseph Rosendo and, you know, he's visiting, you know, the world. I even seen, you know, Rick Steves, but he only, he only bangs Europe though. But you know, those places all look nice and the people were even nicer. And I like the fact of when you travel, you can be basically anybody you want, you know? And like I said, as long as I conduct myself, um, like a free man, like I've never been incarcerated, it wouldn't be second guessed. So my goal was to get back and travel and meet people, be my usual jovial self, have fun, meet beautiful women. And you know, when I leave that country, i leave that country on to the next one. Um, But, you know, of course, things didn't go the way that it was supposed to go. You know, the AG fought my return. So I ended up sitting uh, an additional two years before I was able to loop back to the U.S. Supreme Court and then, you know, uh, be given relief to go back to the jail. But by the time that had came around, me and uh, my wife, we were just friends at that you have to realize i've you know being like i've talked to literally dozens of remarkable women highly educated women beautiful women the whole nine and once they hear a brother got life without plus 15 years or they look up (laughs) you know they're nosy enough to look up what your charges are you know, I used to tell this to the point I used to tell females, hey, I don't have, you know, no rape charges or no child molestation charges, you know. But, you know, you didn't leave in, you didn't you left out. You didn't have any murder charges. You know, it's kind of hard to explain to people. So I turn around and, you know, they'll, they'll be nosy enough to look and see. And then it's like you have murder charges. It says on, the, you know, when you look your name up, you're never getting out. And you know, so then you know I'm in like defensive mode or whatever. You know, don't believe everything you read. This is how the process is. I'm at this process. You know, at this stage right now, I'll be back. You know, just hold on. But it's kind of difficult to tell a complete stranger to hold on. You know, what I'm talking about, and you guys are gonna whatever walk out into the sunset. You know, so you have to realize. I've, you know, being like, I've talked to literally dozens of remarkable women, highly educated women, beautiful women, the whole nine, and once they hear a brother got life without plus 15 years, or they look up, (laughs) you know, they're nosy enough to look up what your charges are, you know, I used to, it took us to the point, I used to tell females, hey, I don't have you know, no rape charges or no child molestation charges, you know, but you know, you didn't leave and you didn't, you left out. You didn't have any murder charges. You know, it's kind of hard to explain to people. So I turn around and you know, they'll, they'll be nosy enough to look and see. And then it's like, you have murder charges. It says on the, you know, when you look your name up, you're never getting out. And, you know, so then, you know, I'm in like defensive mode or whatever. You know, don't believe everything you read. This is how the process is. I'm at this process, you know, at this stage right now, I'll be back, you know, just hold on. But it's kind of difficult to tell a complete stranger to hold on, you know, what I'm talking about And you guys are going to whatever, walk out until the sunset, you know. So and my wife, like I said before, me and my wife have known each other since we were 10 we lived across the street from each other uh, for six years and I used to go to her house, she was my calm as a child, you know, especially the teenage years when I was really running streets and I'm getting home late at night, you know she was my calm when I would sneak out of my house and jump her fence and dive through her window you know what I'm talking about, to to just sit with her and and forget everything of what my day consisted of so me and my wife we turned around and had that opportunity to to talk again you know we kind of dove at the at the, the the aspect of being friends you know when I get back this these are my plans you know passport get out I'll come back you know after I cleared my mind of all this, you know, I'm in need, whatever, but push comes to shove, you know, I sat in that jail for two years and my wife, she sat with me, you know, it was, she saw the, you know, the, the, the playful person at the visit, she saw, you know, the, the, the disappointed person at the visit, she saw the angry person at the visit, You know, all of this going on, all of these mixed emotions going on while fighting just to get out of jail. And so I turned around and, you know, feelings, you know, the old feelings, they come back. After a while, you run out of stuff to talk about once you've known somebody that long and they've caught you up to where they are as of date. You know, for me, it was like, last time I saw you I went here I went there I did this I did that I was with her I was with her and then I went to prison uh you know me and my wife we talked about you know the what ifs and had this went the way it should have you know we will you know who's to say I would have been in prison had things went the way they should have with me and her you know but they you know it the what if is the what if we're here where we are now and when I came home I remember when I walked out of that jail you know the love was there the look was there you know the hugs the excitement you know the kiss and you know it was just like we were going to take it one day at a time or whatever and, you know, while I'm out taking it one day at a time, I'm out and I'm seeing like, oh, so this is what, <laughs> you know, okay. Hello, how you doing? You know, beautiful women all around. And just being out and about, you know, I really didn't have any friends, you know, and uh, the handful of, you know, I had the handful of guys that I did know you know, from before they you know, they weren't doing nothing that I thought was worth me sticking around and hanging out with. So you know, I ended up being uh, you know, by myself traveling around and So to answer the question, you know, of plans to find the one, my answer is no. You know, the I had uh read this book about Simon Bolivar uh, American Liberator was the name of the book and this guy is you know a man's man and he was all those Latin leaders have those portraits in the back of their heroes it's his picture that they have you know and I ended up reading his book and it spoke about how he got married He got married and all within the first years, his wife was pregnant with the child. She ended up dying and he had a quote, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was in regards to some men were meant for love and some men were meant for something greater. And because I was going through the trials and the tribulations and I'm walking through fire after fire and I'm, and I'm telling you, I never had a cool day. You know what I'm talking about? It was always hot. And there was pressure from coming from every which way would have crushed a lesser man. But, you know, I pulled through. And after I read that book, I wish I had read that book before I did all that time. It would have calmed me a lot more. And I was just to the point where, okay, I'm going to get out single. I'm not even going to worry about love. It's time to do something greater, you know? And, you know, here comes my wife, you know, with uh, all the love that I can handle. And then it kind of, you know, made me a bit defensive. And I'm looking, you know, it's man, it was just crazy just to, looking back at that now, you know, seeing all these beautiful women and then here's my wife and I've known her for, for decades. And the love is the same and who cares about why or how we parted before you know I can't lie sitting in prison I always thought about the what if me and her you know would have stuck we would have been one of those old couples 70 years old been together since we were 10 you know and you know things it was an opportunity to right that wrong and and it took me a minute. It took me a while to even grasp that mentally and spiritually, you know. Um but you know when I once I came to terms of of okay, let me at least be a better person. You know, let me give my marriage a shot instead of being that type of doomsday person that's that's like oh, it's not going to work because You know, every time I I leave the house, this and this and this is there. It's just, you know, let me just give, let me give my marriage a shot. And I did, you know, and I can say I I don't regret it. I don't regret being the type of person to where I had to trust and I had to open those doors back up. But I am going to tell you this one of the hardest things coming home Well, it's not hard. It was, you know, it had a, it had a degree of difficulty and that's saying no, right? Not like, you know, on a relationship hype and all that, but I'm talking about being out in the real world. Life is back moving a million miles a minute, you know, you know, the one thing that I would change that I, if I had the opportunity to change when I came home, it'd just be the finances were straight. Uh, I had a, I basically have my own stuff to where I'm less of a burden, you know, than, than what I, what it seems that I was to myself. You know, this is all self-perception. This isn't what anyone has told me but I don't like being considered a burden. You know, I'm I I'm, I'm the size that I am that I am and I have the strength that I have is to you know, it's not to be a burden, it's to it's to help. So you know, that's just that's just my uh perspective of myself and how I see things should be when dealing with me. You know, how people see themselves, uh, you know, that's that's up to them. <laughs> but you know, that's, you know, this is the old life without, and this is what it's about, you know, so I appreciate you guys listening, and uh, thanks for listening, you know, I really appreciate it, and, and you know, this, these conversations may help someone else, but at the same time, you know, it's help it's allowing me to remember stuff that I had thought I had forgotten, you know, emotions that were once, you know, uh, dimmed or, reminded you know so i appreciate you guys listening hey this is still life without if, uh, don't forget to support subscribe and if you have any questions see to it that you ask them you know this is for all of us it's not just for me or anybody individually i appreciate you be smooth and most importantly be solid peace